0: Right this way, sir. Sir, may I present... Mr. Dale Carnegie. Now help us understand the name of your book. Are you lonely, sir? Do you find it hard making friends? Um, not really, no. But it's best to keep titles of books simple and straight to the point. Oh, is that right, sir? Will you want to be our friend, little guy? Come on, really? This is a book pitch. Shouldn't you handle this a little more professionally? Oh, look at this big boy with these big words. Aren't you cute? Where's your mommy? Isn't that a butchered family guy quote or something? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I can see this is a waste of time. I'll see myself out. Now just hold on a minute. He hasn't played the intro yet. Sit back down. One, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's crack a A big what's up and howdy-doody to you, you little rooty-toody. We're biggity back and welcome to the ninth episode of Wilfred. What I Learned from Reading and Educational Discourse. Before I begin, please click follow on Wilfred's page on Spotify. It allows you to seamlessly receive my content and helps me on the back end. If you're so inclined, please feel free to rate the pod, five stars preferably. Alright, alright, that's enough of that old chum. Here we go once again. The intro from last week, as it always is, was a teaser for this episode. It may have been a little easier to guess this one given the bogan voice and barefoot reference so i'm sure you got this one as always thanks so much for showing up for the piggity poggity i appreciate it our list of international friends oh international friends include australia azerbaijan belgium usa indonesia uk switzerland jamaica singapore zimbabwe india gambia morocco and the Netherlands. Hey man, do us a favour, huh? Dap your boy up and tell your friends about the pod. Then encourage them to do the same. I need some organic growth, my dudes. This book is considered cultish by some, and a godsend by many. Just like my skit from last week would suggest, this week we're covering The Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape. This book has sold 2 million copies and can be found in 1 in 20 Aussie households. Scott states that you can get your money sorted in 10 minutes or less per week, as this review will confirm. Getting back to old habits today, the writings within the pages of Barefoot Investor have been crammed into three parts within this podcast. What follows is a summary of what I've learned from reading this Aussie belter. As always, I recommend buying a copy of the book yourself, highlighting key points and taking notes. Remember that this is only an excerpted review, so I may miss some pretty important parts, quotes, and scripts, as I will explain later. I do this to encourage more sales for the author, as this content is thanks to them. I will also note that the direct quotes and ideas I provide remain the property of the author, and I do not claim ownership of any of these writings or ideas. Before we begin, here are some direct quotes from the book, and therefore Scott himself which I believe will pull you in and almost force you to listen to the entirety of this episode. Intrigued? You should be. Alrighty, here come the quotes. Rapid fire time. Here's the deal. The goal of the barefoot investor can be summarized in one word. Control. I'm going to provide you with a set of steps that will give you control over your money and your life. Success isn't found in the eyes of others. Buying things you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you won't know in 20 years' time. True and lasting success is knowing deep in your bones that you have the freedom to tread your own path in life and the ability to protect those you love. If you try a million things, you'll do none. Well, did it work? If so, here are Scott's Barefoot Steps summarised. The Barefoot Steps. Step 1. Schedule a monthly barefoot date night. Well... Weekly for the first five, then monthly thereafter. Step two, set up your buckets. Step three, domino your debts. Step four, buy your home. Step five, increase your super to 15%. Step six, boost your mojo to three months. Step seven, get the banker off your back. Step eight, nail your retirement number. And step nine, leave a legacy. Alright, that should be enough to suck you in. If you aren't convinced now, you won't be. And you obviously don't care about taking control of your finances. Go right ahead and tune into another pod in that case. Not really though. Okay, here we go. Part 1. Plant. Step 1. Schedule a monthly barefoot date night. Have a barefoot date night once a week for the next 5 weeks to get you up and running with barefoot steps and then monthly thereafter. Most people totally overestimate what they can achieve in one year, but totally underestimate what they can do in six years. In the first barefoot date night, in the half an hour's work, you're going to save yourself $477 over the next year, and thousands of dollars over the next decade, by banishing bank fees from your life forever. According to Scott, you will also... Automate your day-to-day finances to the point that you'll be able to manage your money in around 10 minutes a week. Before you move your money into a new ING account, call your bank and they'll give you a list of all your direct debits over the past 13 months. Most banks also have this information available in your statements section in online banking. Scott also says to not be loyal to any bank. ING may be one of the best banks currently due to their ATM and international fee rebates, but this may change with time. The bottom line is, it doesn't pay to be loyal. What you need from your bank is dead simple, a zero-fee solution. You may be thinking, I don't trust ING, they aren't one of the big four banks. Well, you're partly right, they aren't one of the big four. However, as Scott mentions, the government guarantees all deposits up to $250,000 per financial institution for all local and international authorised deposit taking institutions. Like Scott says, managing your money is all about behavior. Rapid fire, pow pow, did you get all that? Good, because we're on to the first barefoot date night. Week one, order an entree, main course, and dessert. Here are the steps. Rightio, I know once you have finished here, you're going to want to get home and get your freak on, so I'll pump it out as quickly as, don't say pump. Don't say pump? All right, Entree, use your phone to apply for two everyday transactions accounts, one for everyday spending, call it daily expenses, and one for morale boosting spending, call it splurge. You also need to set up two online savings accounts, one for emergency expenses, call it fire extinguisher, and one for future happiness, call it smile. When you are fine dining over your main course, use your phone to apply for one online savings account with a different institution to accumulate three months' salary. Put two grand in this account immediately if you have it, or if not, start listing stuff on Marketplace to get two grand. Once you've done this, call this account Mojo. What do we do for dessert, you might ask? Easy peasy. Scott says to get on the bubbly and celebrate your first win. Congratulations. Moving right along to week two date night. Entree? Do some super fun research. Search the name of your super fund, plus P for Panda, D for Delta, S for Swamp. Your fund should be charging you less than 0.85% a year in fees. You might want to check this. Over your main, if your fund is higher than that, perhaps change your fund to one with lower fees. You can research and apply for one in the time it takes you to enjoy your meal. Mm Mm-mm, time for dessert. Nothing to accomplish here apart from eating a dessert richer and thicker than Donald Trump, to paraphrase Scott. You've just finished scoffing your face, and I'm already going to tell you about week number three. If you're still hungry, you're an absolute weapon. Alright, entree. If you are over the age of 30, or you're earning over $90,000 as a single, or over $180,000 as a family, chances are you need private health insurance. Also, please keep in mind that the cost of this will increase for every year of age you are over 30. So, if you meet this criteria, sooner may be better than later. You want hospital cover only. Do not purchase extras or combined healthcare cover. You also want top level cover, a $500 access to make a co-payment for every day you spend in hospital because it will reduce your premium. If you're a beer drinker, This can all be accomplished in the time it takes you to finish just one beer. Man, that beer was tasty. Treat yourself to a craft beer, if you haven't already. Alright, on to the main. If you have a family that depends on your income, I would recommend buying a copy of Barefoot Investor to use the script on page 42 and 39 to get your affairs in order. They can't be paraphrased, so I won't try. On to dessert. This is gonna come straight from Scott, so don't get angry at me. Scott says to skip the dessert and go home to get your freak on. Yes, that's what he says. Yes, yes, he's a little less brash, but this is basically what he says. Oh, oh, you want a little sneaky bonus tip? Don't say tip after that, oh, what am I doing? Anyway, buy a Dunlow pillow. According to Scott, it's the Mercedes Benz of pillows. My wife and I have one each. So I can vouch for this statement, just make sure you buy the right one per your sleep position, whether you're a side or back sleeper. Whew, alright, good job, we're on a step number two, set up your buckets. Time for the best part of the book, in my opinion, the Serviette Strategy. In this part, you will sort your finances in less than one hour, never having to develop and struggle with sticking to boring budgets. It's as simple as buckets and percentages. Okay, okay, I'll explain, give me a second. Imagine a tap which flows 100% of your take home income which is your net pay. Under the stream sits a bucket with three holes, three fifths away up the sides. Once your fortnightly salary of water is paid in, filling the bucket, this shuts off the tap. These holes lead to different buckets, one half the size and two one quarter of the size of the original bucket. In the larger of these three buckets, 20% of the water flows in, this is 20% of your income, which will be used for emergency and unforeseen expenses. The two smaller buckets can hold 10% of the water and therefore 10% of your take-home income, one for splurging and one for long-term savings goals. Those three smaller buckets total 40%, leaving 60% of your water or income still in your bucket to utilize for everyday spending this includes 30% for housing 5-10% for utilities 5-10% for transport 5% for insurance and 5-10% for food this model also adheres to Robert T. Kiyosaki's mantra of pay yourself first which I really like hope you're hungry because it's time for yet another barefoot date night this time week number 4 For your entree, calculate 60% of your take-home pay. How? Easy peasy. Multiply the amount of money paid into your account every fortnight or whatever increment, also known as your net pay, by 0.6. Next, calculate 10% and 20% of your fortnightly net pay also. Record the numbers for 60, 20 and 10%. After you have, you're ready for the main course. Sir, your main course has arrived. Oh, mate, you bloody ripper. What you're going to do now is set up automatic transfers the day after your salary is paid in for the numbers above. Remember, it's 10, 10, 20. Allocate 10% to splurge, 10% to smile, and 20% to fire extinguisher, as per the numbers calculated earlier. It really is that easy, and the strategy is foolproof. Time for dessert. If you're single, order whatever you're feeling. If you're a couple, do the same, but just one plate. You have two spoons, so go bite for bite. Doesn't that sound cute? Sure does, but it's also the more frugal option. Let's be real. Step number three, domino your debts. Too right, Cobber. That's what we're gonna do in this step. Pretty straightforward stuff. I don't mean to oversimplify things here but here are the basics of Scott's teachings. Chop up your credit card and pay back your outstanding account. Don't use Afterpay because you're paying the same money, but paying for the goods with the earnings you haven't made yet and therefore paying them with time. Also, if you miss payments, you get whacked with a couple of charges. Don't worry about your Hex help debt. It will look after itself. Pay your car loan as quickly as possible. And most importantly, Pay off your smallest debt first, then work your way upward. Do all of these things because debt is both slavery and bad for one's self-esteem. Scott encourages his readers to both set up and knock down five dominoes. These include 1. Calculate. List all your debts, not including your mortgage and hex help debt. 2. Negotiate. Again, buy a copy of the book and follow his script to negotiate the interest of your credit card. 3. Eliminate Easy. Just cut up your credit card if you haven't already. 4. Detonate Rank your debts according to size. Smallest at the top, largest at the bottom. Increase your confidence by busting a cap in the ash of the smallest debt. Scott gives permission to utilise the money from your fire extinguisher account to do this. Then, turn your hose on the second smallest, then the next, and again and again until they're all put out. And lastly, celebrate. Scott recommends holding a burning ceremony. Yes, like you see in the movies when a teenage girl breaks up with a boyfriend. That jerk. Grab the statement and an alcoholic beverage of your choice and burn that sucker. He also highlights the importance of celebrating the small wins, to which I concur. Uh, the end of an age. The last weekly date night. Week 5. Entree. Grab a pen or use your phone. Listing your debts from smallest to largest. Negotiate those credit cards. And you're done. Enjoy your snack. Main course. Chop up those credit cards and make a toast. Make sure your glass isn't empty. Don't be rude. Dessert. Pavlova with passion fruit and extra cream. I added the liberty of the extra cream. That's not Scott. That's all me. Anyway, like Scott says... We need to counter the un-Australian event of chopping up the plastic prison. Schedule a monthly date night from a month today as well. Mr. Penguin, sir, please understand, it's not the title of the book that's important. If you'd simply read the content of the pages, I think you'd be built, I mean, I mean thrilled, to take it on. Excuse me. No, sir. I won't be publishing this ghastly book. You could always convince me otherwise, king of the influencing people. (laughs) That's not exactly how it works. Um... (laughs) See you later, champ. Part 2. Grow. Remember, if nothing else from this chapter, this one quote. The difference between being broke and becoming a millionaire is as little as getting a $5,000 pay rise a year. Scott talks at length about how to go about doing this, basically explaining the need of taking responsibility and accountability for assertively asking for this pay rise. To get a pay rise, you have to earn it. Scott explains the importance of clear goals, understanding the direction of the company, taking control of your performance, and checking in with your superior. All great advice if you're in a job to which this is entirely applicable. This isn't exactly the case for me but you and I can most definitely apply some of these teachings to increase the likelihood of career progression. Clear goals, for example, are paramount regardless of employment sector. Additionally, this can be extended to passion projects, which can eventuate to side hustles, or even be monetized to become better earners than your current position, for example. The opportunities are only as limited as the limits you place on yourself. Step 4. Buy your home. Catchy tagline for this part: How to buy your home in 20 months. Enticing, no? Time for another Scott Peep Tip Speed round. Feel free to pay me royalties for that one, Scott. <coughs> anyway, here they are. Number one: Rent is not dead money. At least not in the short term. To get your finances in order. Two: Don't buy a house you can't afford. Three: Don't buy an investment property first. Four. Rent if you need to, but don't forget to save. 5. Consider other options. Can't afford to buy in the city? Why not buy further out, especially for a big discount? 6. Save a 20% deposit for your home. This will mean you don't get hit with LMI, or lenders' mortgage insurance, which can add up to $30,000 more money paid by the time your house is paid off. 7. Don't set unrealistic or impossible savings targets. Stick to the plan and execute. 8. Don't believe the pre-approval number your bank gives you. 9. Don't believe the agent, who has the seller's best interest at heart, which also means theirs. 10. A good conveyancer is worth their weight in gold. 11. The repayments for your home should generally be 30% or less of your take-home pay. Now we're up to date night number 6. Start with an entree. Find a house you like or estimate a price range for which you'd like to buy. Multiply this number by 0.2. This will give you a number to shoot for, the 20% deposit you require. Calculate how many months it will take you to save for the deposit, as per the numbers crunched in the prior dates. Mmm, time for a main course. Have the talk. It's time now to get on the same page. Discuss these talking points. 1. How can we drastically reduce our rent payments? Maybe through downsizing, cheaper suburb, share housing, etc. 2. What can we do to earn an additional 10 grand or more in the next 12 months? You could both earn a raise for $5,000 each. Just a thought. Number 3. How can we live off one wage? Is this practical and achievable? Mmm, time for dessert. Donuts. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, (coughs) sorry. Either save it to contribute more to the deposit or use the old splurge card. Step 5 Increase your super to 15%. Simples. Increase your before tax super contributions to 15%. Remembering the standard for Aussies is 9.5%. Remember that the government does this because most Aussies can't be trusted to set up their financial future before getting to retirement age and therefore cannot support themselves financially, which means, yes, they rely on the government to support them. Anyway, we won't be one of these people. Additionally, interestingly and powerfully, you'll gain tax cuts on putting extra earnings into super. Due to the fact that it's pre-tax earnings going in, you will slash your marginal tax rate by more than half by diverting this money into super. Scott tells his readers to ring their super fund and ask for a salary sacrifice form. Then, fill it out asking to place an additional 5.5% of your gross salary into super, increasing the total to 15%. It may be worth checking with your employer first, as some businesses have online means to do this yourself, more immediately. Rub-a-dub-dub, it's time for some more grub. It's week 7 date night. Time for the entree. Call your super fund to request the form to bump up your super contributions to 15%. Main course. Fill out the forms to achieve this, usually by increasing contributions by a further 5.5%. When this has been completed, email the form to your payroll officer. If your fund doesn't have the form, simply email your boss and ask the same. Mmm, time for dessert. Celebrate with a sweet treat to enjoy yet another win. Alright, let's talk housing. Scott negates the idea that the price of real estate doubles every 7 years, quite convincingly, showing evidence that, in actuality, housing has been historically only increasing by 0.2% per annum, factoring in inflation. This means, in fact, that the housing sector actually took 350 years to double. Ouch. Warren Buffett once described debt as driving a car at 100 miles per hour down a hill with no seatbelt, with a dagger taped to the middle of the steering wheel. Ouch, again. Next up, setting up the next generation, your kids or grandkids, whatever. Just know that a once-off investment of $2,000 plus $50 a week could be worth more than $140,000 in 21 years' time. As Scott states, this is achievable through buying shares in a low-cost listed investment company, also known as a LIC, such as AFI or ARG, if you want to look on the ASX. If you're a low-income earner, earning below $37,000 per annum, you should go with this option. If you earn over $37,000, however, you should go through investment bonds. Scott recommends such names as LifePlans NextGen Next Gen Investments Generation Life's imputation bonds and AMP's growth bonds. Step 6 Boost your mojo to 3 months. Mm mm, time for another date night. Let's go. Week 8 Entree Boost your mojo bucket to 3 months of living expenses. How much is this, I hear you ask? Scott makes it simple. Check whatever you're putting into your blow bucket each month, then multiply it by 3. Once you've purchased a home, Refocus your fire extinguisher, 20% of your take-home earnings, and fill up that Mojo bucket. Set up an automatic and recurring direct transfer from your fire extinguisher account to your Mojo account every payday, until you hit the 3 month of living expenses figure. It's time for the main course. Convince your partner how important it is to have money in Mojo. Sell it as your first step to financial freedom. Dessert once again, Scott is fairly suggestive as to how you can... <clears throat> ...convince your partner to come on board. Uh, don't say calm. Dale, you've earned a fortune over the years. More money than anyone knows what to do with. What would you like done with your finances? Give 90% away. The rest can be divided evenly amongst my family. Sir, are you, are you sure? That's a lot of money. I'm aware of that. But leaving a legacy is far more important than leaving a beamer for my grandkids. <laughs> Part 3. Harvest. Step 7. Get the banker off your back. Quote, if your home loan is with a big bank, there's a good chance you're getting screwed. Scott's pretty good at getting your attention, huh? Wonder if it's because of writing like this, which explains why and how this book has done so well. Anyway, I digress. Here are some basic tips Scott provides with regards to home loan selection and maintenance. 1. Don't get the bells and whistles. Stay away from repayment holidays, fixing a portion of your loan, and anything else dreamed up by a marketing dude with a ponytail, as Scott puts it. Don't fix your rate. Ooh, controversial no. I'm sure many of your mates have and probably will tell you otherwise, but Scott is firm on this. He instead says to find and stick to the lowest variable rate you can find. Get the cheapest rate possible. This links directly to rule number two, but also requires you to hassle your current bank into providing you with a better deal on your interest rate. Pressure them and bring home the bacon. Remember it costs your bank around $1,000 in marketing costs to replace you, and like Scott says, around six times that. If you come from a mortgage broker, they pay kickbacks too. Scott provides yet another script which is tried and tested, but again, I don't feel right about paraphrasing or reading it word for word. So go and buy a copy yourself and turn to page 205. You're going to want to do this, as one phone call can save you $22,064 in interest based on a $400,000 mortgage over 18 years at 4%. Scott also says... If they say no the first time, ring them back a second time. If they say no again, then you say sayonara and pick up and leave in nothing but a puff of smoke and a spinning nightcap. As long as you have 20% equity in your home, if you don't, you'll get hit with LMI again. Scott also demands that once you've topped up your mojo to three months living expenses, redirect your fire extinguisher to your mortgage repayments to get that probably overweight and smelly Banker off your back once and for all. Scott says that if you pay just $1,000 extra on top of your minimum repayment a month, along with getting a cheaper rate, you'll have saved $77,641 in interest and wiped seven years off your mortgage, remembering that this is based on a $400,000 mortgage over 18 years. Barefoot date night number nine. Go to the nicest restaurant you can manage. For the entree, Make the $22,064 phone call I mentioned earlier. Buy a copy of Barefoot Investor yourself and read the script provided. It works. If it doesn't, call back and ask for another rep. You've got time before your main rise, as Scott reminds us. Main course. Ensure that your fire extinguisher has been redirected to pay an additional amount on top of your minimum repayments. Ideally, at least an extra $1,000 per month. Again, only do this if you have accumulated three months' expenses in your Mojo account. Mmm, dessert time. Scott encourages Jaeger bombs, but I'll only encourage this as long as you aren't pregnant, a recovering alcoholic, congratulations and keep it up by the way, or if you're abstaining for moral, cultural, or religious reasons. Otherwise, as Scott says, bottoms up. Step 8 Now your retirement number. First of all, let's just get this out the way. You don't need one or two million dollars to retire. What you do need as a minimum is a paid off home, $170,000 in super as a single, or 250000 as a couple. If you don't have this amount and want to retire, don't. Keep working. And that's it. So make this your retirement number. If you'd like to enjoy what the Association of Superannuation Funds of Australia, or ASFA, call a comfortable retirement. This comfortable retirement will cost you approximately $43,317 as a single, or $60,997 as a couple, per year. I'm sure you're asking, what's so important about these numbers mentioned earlier? $170,000 in super as a single, or $250,000 as a couple? Well, that's a maximum amount you're allowed to have while still being eligible for the age pension, which is paid out at a maximum rate of $24,081.20 for singles, and $36,301.20 per year for couples. As Scott says, this will get you 60% of the way towards your comfortable retirement number on its own. Obviously, it is preferable to not rely on welfare to pay your bills at any stage of your life especially at the vulnerable age of retirement. However, this is not the bullseye for most readers, but for some of Scott's readers, this may be their best bet, especially if they are over 50. For those of us in our 20s, 30s or 40s though, it does not pay to simply hit the wood at the back of a dartboard. So, let's hit some more beneficial numbers. Scott also states that one should never, ever retire. See, more of that engaging writing he doesn't mean that one should never reach retirement age and start drawing a tax-free pension from one super. Oh, no, no, no. What he is really saying is that a couple can earn up to $28,974 each per year without paying a cent of income tax, while singles can earn up to $32,379. Scott also mentioned that in the three years leading up to your retirement, every cent of those contributions should be invested in cash, not shares. This is to limit the risk associated with these investments. Cash is a lower risk, lower reward strategy than shares. But obviously, due to this is a much safer option to bank your upcoming retirement on than a potential market crash.: Quote, "In retirement, your biggest risk is that you'll outlive your savings. Scott preaches working after retirement stating that retirees should work a day a week if possible to keep that income rolling in and to avoid this nightmare from eventuating. Week 10 Date Night Entree Work out how much you currently have in super. Easy, right? Main Course Google ASIC That's A S I C. Money Smart Retirement Calculator. Punch in your details. It'll calculate how much income you'll likely have in retirement. Time for dessert. Choccy, my friend. Have some choccy. As Scott says you'll be eating a lot of that in retirement. Step 9. Leave a legacy. Not much to say for this one, so I'll keep it short. When you die, no one is going to remember or talk about what car you drove at the funeral or the wake. They'll remember the kind of person you were, what you did for others, not yourself. So once you have secured your financial freedom, direct your focus towards helping others. I have preached this in earlier episodes, so not much point restating. Just leave a legacy which will far outlive you. Alright, that's it for this episode of Wilfred, what I learned from reading The Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape, an educational discourse. For any new listeners, I read and highlight a particular book, write a script, record, edit and release each episode of Wilfred all within a week. As such, if you could please rate 5 stars and follow the pod, that would be much appreciated. Doing so keeps this podcast on your recommended episode list, making it much easier to find me. You can also enable automatic downloads for this podcast if it tickles your pickle. I genuinely want you to succeed, excel and prosper in life, which is exactly why I'm releasing this free content on a weekly basis. Please know that your support is very much appreciated. Wherever you choose to consume this content on Spotify or elsewhere, thanks so much for the support. I hope this is extended to my next one. Until then, stay driven. were secure enough to throw on any old thing and call it an outfit come on you have so much body confidence I mean who wouldn't with those strong legs so muscular I'm jealous of how thick with strength they are hey I like your tie thanks we know how